And this is a bottle that I've labeled leap of faith because if I can do what I did and do it with so much faith, knowing that no matter what, I will be okay, regardless of the decision and how it how it came out, I will be okay. If I can do that, I can apply this in any other area of my life. Now, I'm not saying I should be making drastic decisions all over the place, left and right. No, 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 no. But if something comes up that scares me, but I know I have to do it, I should I should do it. I should do it. I can do if I did this, I can do anything. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of The Breakthrough Room. I'm your host Christine, and today I'm going to be sharing a story, a very personal story, my leap of faith story that has recently come to its completion. And I've kind of referenced it in different parts of uh, other episodes. And Novi said, I'll talk about it when, you know, we're done here. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited that I finally get to speak on this. But before I do that, I want to thank everyone who's been giving me some recent feedback that I've gotten for the last couple episodes. I don't, like, I, I can't stress enough. Your support is greatly appreciated. And if there's anything that you like about this podcast, please subscribe, rate, review, and send to your friends. All of that really helps me out. And I just, I can't thank you enough. Now let's get on to the episode. Before I go into the story that I'm going to share, I want to just point out that we don't give ourselves enough credit or kudos. Um, there's, you know, that expression of like, here's a humble brag or whatever. I honestly hate that expression. Go ahead and brag. You don't need to qualify it with being humble. People that know you or know your intention, they're not going to take it any other way. So I am saying this because depending on how I deliver this story, it could possibly come off as a brag. And I'm to be honest with you, I'm not going to qualify it as calling myself humble. I am proud of the courage and strength that I have had over the last two years. Um, and as I reflect, which I'm still going through this reflection process, I'm, I'm honestly in awe that I made this decision. So I'm just letting you know right now, take it as you want. So just a little backstory. If you have been following the podcast from the beginning or have followed me on my personal Instagram, then you know that I've spent about 11 years in Arizona and I've always wanted to leave. It wasn't a secret. I have literally talked about it to everyone and anyone that I knew that I wanted to leave Arizona. And in January of 2020, I told my sister we were sitting in the car. I remember this so clearly. I said to her, this is the year I'm going to leave Arizona. I don't know when and I don't know where, but this is the year that it's going to happen. I just felt it. I just knew. And keep in mind, though, I had my family there. My sister and I are best friends. Um, I had friends. I had a house for three years now, a company that I enjoyed working for. So I, I had a full life. But I just knew in my gut that this year was going to be the year I leave. And I remember her response having this layer of disappointment because her and her husband had already accepted that they were going to stay in Arizona and raise their family because she always wanted to leave too. So they were going back and forth on that. But just when I decided I'm going to go, she had decided she's going to stay. And I remember feeling bummed about that because I never saw my life without my sister and raising our families near each other, but I just knew that I just had to do this. This was going to happen. So a few months later, pandemic hit, and honestly, I just kind of forgot about this. I think 
I don't know. I think when that happened, you know, all the goals and plans you had for that year just kind of went out the door. Well, they did go out the door. And I just forgot that I said this. And keep in mind, too, that when I said this, I wasn't really actively looking on how to move um, because my job wasn't remote, which meant I would have to get a new job. I I was applying here and there, but I wasn't really actively trying to make this move happen. I just said it. I knew it. I felt it. And I think subconsciously I was just like, okay, I'm just going to wait for the opportunity. But pandemic happened and I just forgot about it. And during this time, my cousin was living in New York City, which obviously was shut down completely. And she just kind of made the decision like she's going to leave the city and she's going to come to Arizona and start over. And she wasn't coming to Arizona to stay. It was just more of a transition period. And during this time, we were both talking about moving to San Diego. So this conversation sparked up that reminder of wanting to leave. And at that point, I was convinced I was going to go to San Diego. We had planned you know, loosely planned that we were going to do it in the next few months. We, you know, we were trying to get something settled and I don't know, many conversations later and changed plans. I had this idea that I wanted to live in different places like month to month. It was probably the scariest thing that I ever said I wanted to do, but it sounded so exciting. And honestly, I think the fear of that kind of made me push that plan to the side. And then the idea of going to Miami came to my head. Funny thing is, I never in my life had a desire to go to Miami. I mean, literally never thought about like, I'm going to go on vacation and it's going to be Miami. People would talk about Miami and I'm just like, ugh, Miami. I knew nothing about Miami. My only knowledge of Miami was cocaine, yachts, thong bikinis, clubs, and Cubans. None of that appeal to me except for the Cubans love Cubans so this idea of going to Miami honestly didn't really make sense when you think about it it didn't make sense if I'm not going for this environment that's like going to Vegas and not really enjoying the craziness of Vegas like I didn't enjoy that so I don't know why I picked Miami but I Miami came to head my head and I was like we're going to Miami but before I fully settled on Miami I created a list of different cities that I thought could be cool to go to. And I wrote down different qualities I wanted and rated them from, you know, least important to most important. And Miami had my top three that were important, which was being by the beach, diversity and affordability. Now, when I say affordability, I'm referring to the most affordable city because they were all cities and affordability by the beach. And when I compared at that time, Miami to California, it was night and day. So I I was living right on the edge of Miami. So there's Miami Beach and then there's the city of Miami. I was in the city of Miami, but I was right at the edge. Like literally my community was looking at the bay and right across the bay was Miami Beach. I was 10 minutes away, a 10 minute drive from the beach. And I was in the middle of a very good neighborhood in the city. I could not get that type of rent uh, in California, there is no freaking way. So that's what I mean by affordability now in 2022, definitely a different story, but that's what I'm talking about with affordability. So after kind of going through that list, it was set, it was confirmed based off of my Google list, basically my Excel doc where I did Google research, Miami was going to be the place that I was going to go to. And so I called my realtor again, like, 
I actually think I called my realtor before I determined where I was going, to be honest with you. But I do remember one day I was in my car and I was like, let me call my realtor. Let me just ask her, like, what do I need to do? Like, I've never sold a house before. I called her within a month. My house was ready to be sold. And um, within like the day before it even went live to be like seen, I already had an offer and within 48 hours, my house was sold. This was in the beginning of the booming housing market of selling your house. So I, I legitimately sold it at the very beginning, not the peak. I probably could have gotten a lot more if I waited, but whatever, doesn't matter. So sold my house within 48 hours and October, 2020, I was driving cross country to Miami. At the time, my company was not a remote job. Like we were remote because of the pandemic, but we were not a remote company and the pandemic was new. So nobody really knew what was going on. Um, We didn't really know how, you know, nobody knew when this was going to end. And my company at the time said we were going to be returning to the office in January, 2021. So I'm leaving October and we're coming back in January and I just sold my house and nobody knew. People knew I was going. My boss knew I was going to Florida, but nobody knew that I left with this intention of never coming back. Only my close friends and family knew, but nobody knew that I was never coming back. And in my head, this was going to work out. I'm going to get another job. If I have to be a waitress, a bartender, whatever, I will make it work in the middle of a pandemic, mind you. I just, I don't know. I just knew that I was leaving and that was that. Before I left, probably days before I left, I told my parents that if my company pushes back our return to office in May or June, I'm going to get an apartment. So when I, my setup in Miami was an Airbnb for three months and I I intentionally did it for three months because just in case I had to go back, right? I, I wouldn't be screwed. Um, but I told them, I'm like, hey, if they if they say that, I am pulling the trigger and I am going to get an apartment in Miami. Because at that point, I would have had six months. I'll figure it out. So first week I'm in Miami, I don't even think it was the first full week. I want to say it was a Thursday. So that was probably like day three or day four that I was in Miami. I had been looking at apartments online for this entire time I knew I was going just to kind of get a feel for what was it within my affordability And this particular morning, I was like, let me drive to this apartment, this apartment I've been eyeing for a long time. It seems like it has everything. Let me see where it is. It just so happened to be, I don't know, seven blocks away from my Airbnb. So I'm driving around it, uh, around the neighborhood, and it was freaking beautiful. It was exactly what I wanted. It had a giant park, a dog park, basketball park, like right across from the apartments. And across from the park was the bay. And I was like, oh my God, like, this is where I want to live. This is my home. I left going back to my Airbnb saying, this is my home. I get back to my apartment. My coworker and best friend at that time calls me and tells me, did you see the email from our company? And I was like, no. And in that email, it said, we were not going back into the office till June. I was like, shut the front door. So what did I do? I literally drove back to that apartment and I signed a two-year lease. I didn't even hesitate. I was like, F this, this is going to work. So I signed a two-year lease. Okay. Now I've never signed a two-year lease. That was kind of scary. Um, And here we are two years later. I'm obviously not in Miami. So I broke that lease. I'll never do that again. 
Uh, but, you know, looking back, I was impulsive on that lease because I was so absolutely in love with Miami, which truthfully, that love never died. But I was also scared of the original plan I had, which was trying different places. So because I was scared that re that that conditioned response of like, let's pick the practical thing, which was signing a two-year lease and just moving. Like who who lives in different cities time, like month to month? Who does that? That's not practical. So I was like, it's more practical for me to come to Miami and say, this is my new home. I absolutely love it here. And that's what I did. So, you know, looking back, if, if I knew what I knew now, I would have been like, let's just wait this out because you're just being practical. So about six months in to Miami, I just started kind of reminding myself or maybe the thought was nudging me of like, I really still want to try different places. Like I want to explore. That's really what I want to do. And I made the decision of I'm going to break this lease, which was painful. And I'm going to go to Greenville, South Carolina. Like that was my next place. And again, I just Googled it. I just Googled. I was like, these are things I'm looking for. I wanted the opposite of Miami. I wanted small town. I wanted nature. I wanted woods. And I did that. And I left Miami still 100% in love with the city. And I don't regret leaving because I left on my terms, but I miss it every day. And I do see my life there one day. However, I knew it was time for me to do this next thing. So I went to Greenville in January of, or sorry, not January. I went to Greenville in July of 2021 and I signed a six-month lease this time learned my lesson but I also knew like I didn't want to stay that long there I wanted to go somewhere else and I just didn't I just didn't know where and around this time again my company kept pushing back our return to office and there was no conversations about being permanently remote like my company at that time absolutely refused to allow people to be permanently remote it became from we're not going remote we're going to office to we'll do at least hybrid and permanent remote was not an option they just weren't budging on that and i was in this position where it was like i have to keep looking for other jobs if I don't want to go back to Arizona. So I was applying, I was interviewing, I was looking, nothing was really coming, you know, around. And around October, while I was in Greenville, around October of 2021, we got the news that we would be returning to office in the first quarter of 2022. And at this point, (laughs) this had been like, what, a year? I knew that like I was pushing my luck. Like, this was this was going getting real now. Maybe it wasn't going to be first quarter, but it was going to be happening soon where we would be returning to office. And I couldn't keep making these crazy decisions of like signing a year lease or signing a two year lease or even six. Like I knew I would be coming close. I'd be pushing it. I also, even though I was looking for jobs, I really didn't want to leave my company. I genuinely enjoy working for my company. I love working for my boss. I I didn't really want to leave, but I also didn't want to go back to Arizona more. With that said, I was also accepting the fact that I may end up going back to Arizona. And when I thought about the idea of going back to Arizona, I thought about my friends that I missed. I thought about the fact that, hey, you know what? At least I got to live this awesome experience for a couple years or so. And, you know, I'll go back. It's fine. I had a different path in my future ahead. Like I'm going back to school. I'm changing careers. I was, you know, reassuring myself that if I went back to Arizona, it may not be for, you know, I may just be for a few years. Like I can leave after. 
So it didn't seem that bad. At the same time, when I would also think about it, there were moments that it did not feel right. It it literally did not feel right. And what I connected was, is when I'm anxious, my throat tightens up. I don't mean tightens up in that like I can't breathe or swallow, but it feels like it's tightening up. And I didn't, I, I had that experience multiple times in Arizona. And I remember thinking like, is it food? Is it this? And I, I finally one day say, I think it's stress. I think my body responds like that to stress. And when I left Arizona, I forgot about that because I never had that feeling again. I never had that throat tightening up feeling. And so that feeling started coming back when I would think about going back to Arizona. I was doing my research of like, what apartments, if I live with a friend, what this looks like. And I told my boss too, I was like, listen, I'll come back if I have to come back. But like at some point I'm going to leave because all of my family left Arizona. My parents are in Florida. My sister's in Atlanta. I don't want to be far from the long term. So it's going to at some point be inevitable that I leave. And I think just when I was putting all those things together, my body was telling me, do not go back to Arizona. Maybe, and I still don't know this, but maybe it was just not the right time to go back to Arizona or it's just not the right thing. But that throat thing was happening. And when I finally connected it and I said to myself, oh shit, this is happening because I'm thinking about going back to Arizona. I can't go. I'm not going. I can't go. It went away. It's the weirdest thing, but that is that is what I learned. Um, so I made the decision I'm not going back to Arizona. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to go to Atlanta. My sister's in Atlanta. This decision to Atlanta felt a little different. It kind of scared me because it felt like it had the potential to be more permanent because my sister was going to be there. At the time, the idea of being permanent was a bad thing because I associated feeling trapped with being tied down to a location. And... Even though this quote unquote being tied down to a location would be by choice, not by assuming my job was remote, which was always my intention. Um, Now, I worked through that and all that stuff, and I made the decision that this was still a good move for me. Going to Atlanta was still good, but in the back of my head, I didn't have this permanent remote solution, and I knew that this idea of returning to office was still going to happen very soon. Like I just didn't know when and it was going to happen and I didn't know what I was going to do, but I still got an apartment and I signed a year lease to move to Atlanta in January of 2022. Around December, I told my boss, he already knew my family was moving. He already knew I wanted a remote job, but unfortunately I could not get a yes. I told my boss, Hey, listen, I signed a year lease in Atlanta and I hope this works out. And at that point he thought I was coming back to Arizona. So I really kind of just like gave him whiplash for a moment there. And he's just like, all right, yeah, I hope this works out. Right. Like we'll make it work. But at that point I really had no answers. I still had no answers and I had a good relationship with my boss. So I'm not at all suggesting to have that conversation if you don't have a good relationship with your boss. But as I was feeling a little bit more confident that this could work out where I'd have a a permanent remote opportunity. But I also knew there was no guarantee to anything. And I really just embraced hanging on by a string and living my life saying to myself, this will work out. 
this will work out. I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know what it will look like, but this will work out. So after I moved to Atlanta, I don't recall exactly when it was in the new, it was in the first quarter, my company announced we're not going back to summertime, which has now been pushed back to fall. Um, And I, I, I think this will be very real where we will be going back to fall uh, action. Things are been putting into place where this is now going to happen. Whereas before it was just always conversation. And when that was announced, I was like, okay, you know, that still gives me time. If I have to go back to Arizona, I might be able to swing the rest of the year. If we're not going back till fall, things like that. I was just, again, like if this is what happens, I accept it. I had my fun run, you know, on the East coast. And if I have to go back, I have to go back. Well, a couple weeks ago, I, was finally informed that I am a permanent remote employee living in the state of Georgia. And I honestly, hearing those words, I didn't believe it. It was very weird. Like I am permanently remote and I don't have to go back to Arizona. I could stay in Atlanta. I could move back to Florida. I I just could not believe that this has finally come to a close. And the part where I'm sharing my leap of faith is that I left never really knowing if I was ever going to have a permanently remote opportunity where I could choose to live where I want. Knowing that in these two years, my company kept pushing back, return to office, return to office, return to office with no indication that I could likely have a permanent remote solution. And I'm over here signing leases. And I really sat here for two years just saying, this is going to work out. This is going to work out. This is going to work out. And I had my moments where I was certainly nervous and um, scared. And there were moments where I was like, leaning towards going back to Arizona because of the safety, you know, of my job security. But I was able to like get through that and be like, no, this is going to work out. You know, it's been working so far. You know, when I think about this, I'm just in such awe that I took such a scary leap of faith in this decision. This thing that I knew was what I was supposed to do was not even what I wanted to do. I, I, it's hard to describe if you haven't experienced or haven't listened to that nudging feeling of taking this risk. And sometimes it might even not necessarily be a risk, but it's this thing that keeps coming up and keeps coming up and saying, do this, do this, do this. And you finally listen. And at that time I was like, do this. I don't know how I'm going to do this because I have all these other things that could stop me, but I'm going to do this and I'll figure those other things out when I need to. And this is scary. And I did it anyway. I am in freaking awe that I did that because there have been many moments where I had these dreams and these things that were telling me to do this and I didn't because I was scared and I didn't do it because I didn't know how to and it seemed like I had more obstacles than opportunities and even if there was a small opportunity to get the ball rolling, I didn't take it because I was paying attention to all the reasons why it wouldn't work. You know, when the pandemic happened, the only opportunity that was in front of me was that I had a remote job at the time. But all the obstacles of I don't know when that will end is a very big and scary thing, not to mention the obstacles of financially paying for moving. Now, when I moved to, I want to preface that I completely downsized. I sold all my furniture. I only could fit 
I only brought with me what I could fit in my car for the most part. So with every move, I got smarter with that financially, right? I got, I went, I got cheaper places. I got smaller places. I've lived in studios with very minimal furniture just because I knew that I was uncertain of my next move. So I didn't want to spend a lot of money and I've just, I've made it work and I just can't believe that I went through the last two years knowing that these big, scary potential obstacles did not deter me from this path that I knew I had to do. When I think about that in previous in a previous episode, I talk about bottling up feelings. And this is a bottle that I've labeled leap of faith. Because if I can do what I did and do it with so much faith, knowing that no matter what, I will be okay, regardless of the decision and how it, how it came out, I will be okay. If I can do that, I can apply this in any other area of my life. Now, I'm not saying I should be making drastic decisions all over the place, left and right. No, 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 no. But if something comes up that scares me, but I know I have to do it, I should, I should do it. I should do it. I can do, if I did this, I can do anything. So that is my leap of faith story. And I think the cool thing about this podcast is I literally have this gonna, you know, have this on air and I don't just have to have this imaginary bottle of this moment. I can actually replay this for myself. It's a cool marker in my life that I could replay and reflect on for myself, but I hope that it inspires someone to start thinking about these things that they really want to do and maybe start trying to find ways to not allow those obstacles limit or paralyze you from making these crazy decisions and try to find ways of how to make it work versus it could never work. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. If there's anything I said that resonated with you, or if you just enjoy the podcast, please share with your friends, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast because it really helps me out. And I'll talk to you next week.